All right, everybody, we're ready to go for the next session. Uh, we're going to now hear from Tom Johnson about developing a personal voice in audio. So everybody give him a round of applause. <clears throat> All right, so w when I talk about personal voice in audio, I want to give a little bit of a context about uh, what perspective I'm talking about. Um, if you've ever recorded a screencast or a video tutorial for software, you probably uh, maybe for work or, or to demonstrate some software application that you've built, uh, you run into this situation where you suddenly need to record your voice as you're moving the mouse across the screen and demonstrating how to do a task. And um, that's really what I'm talking about here. I, I, I have tried to study up on the voiceover actors' techniques and their, tip, and their tips. But the voiceovers that are more traditional are more kind of for radio, radio commercials or, or TV commercials uh, where you hear somebody come over, um, come over the audio and, and give like a 30 second plug about something. And, and they're, oftentimes they're in a character or they're doing something more, more, more along the lines of acting. But if you're just recording a screencast, uh, it's, it's not quite as much acting as that. So anyway, I've got 10 tips and I just wanna go over them. I've got a lot of little clips and unfortunately the speakers here are quite crackly. I brought little uh, home computer speakers so if we'll, we're gonna see how they sound and if you can hear the differences, um, great. If not, then you'll probably just wanna come over closer here. So the very first tip when you're recording voiceover for, for a screencast or for something else for, for e-learning is you wanna find an acoustic environment. And this can be really difficult sometimes, especially if you work in a, in a cube farm, right? You, you have neighbors who are noisy. You don't, want people, you don't want people listening to you as you record this, and you don't want to record their voices as well. So I recommend that you try to find a nice, quiet conference room at your work where there's not a lot of like side noise, and try to find a place that has cloth paneling on the walls. So here's, here's a clip of a boxy room Okay, first I'm going to try it out of these little speakers. Well, maybe I'll try it out of the big speakers first. And then uh, we'll see if... Oh, there we go. One of the first things that you need to find before you... Yeah, see, it sounds kind of crappy. So let me try it. Let me try it out of these little speakers. Start recording. Uh, Whoops. Okay. room. You need to find a room where the sound doesn't bounce off of both of the walls. One of the ways you can really test the acoustics of a room is by clapping your hands and then listening for an echo. Okay, could you hear that very well over there? If you can't, just come in closer because there's, there's like subtlety in these clips and you won't be able to hear it over that. And so that's why I have these computer speakers. So this is a room that's a, a bad example, a boxy room. It's like a narrow storage room. I mean, a lot of times when you're looking for a conference room, you can't, you can't find one, right? That's, that's the ideal studio-like setup. But if you go into a room and, and clap a couple times and listen to the echo of that sound, you can kind of gauge whether it would be a good room or not. Um, here's, a, here's a quiet room, and let's see if you can actually hear the difference. One of the first things you need to do before you start recording is find a nice, quiet conference room or other isolated area where you can record. That way you can make long pauses and you don't have to worry about a static background noise. So 
this, this deal about pausing is pretty critical because if, you, if you're in a place where you have a fan going uh, or some other kind of ambient noise, that ambient noise is going to be in the background track. And then when you try to silence and edit your track, you, it's going to be choppy. Because if you, if you silence a part of the track where you have like a breathing noise or clearing your throat, then it'll suddenly have that ambient noise before and then it'll be silent. And then when you talk again, it'll, we'll have that ambient background noise. So it can be really frustrating. So that's the first tip is try to find an acoustic environment. Um, if, you're, if you have a, a computer that has a low voltage processor, like, a, like an Asus, it's actually great. Um, I, I usually record screencasts using my work computer, which is a Dell. And as soon as you start to record, it, the hard drive starts processing more and the fan starts whirring. And, uh, it's kind of, a, kind of a problem, but not that big of a deal. So the second tip here is to sound natural. And this is, this is the hardest part, right? And here you have to make a decision up front. Are you going to write out a script or are you going to do it freely? Are you going to narrate freely? And um, I'm not talking about just general podcasts with this. I would never write out a script for a podcast, right? But, but if you have a two-minute video tutorial, you know, you're going through specific steps, Sometimes it can be helpful to write out a script so you know what you're doing, or so you know what you're saying. On the other hand, though, when you write out a script, you, it's really hard to not sound like you're reading the script. So it, it's this battle between this free narration where you're going to make mistakes, ramble on, say things you don't mean, have to start over, versus having a, a written script where you know exactly what you're going to say, but then it sounds like you're reading. So here's an example where it sounds like a person is reading a script. And you can tell that there's not a whole lot of inflection going on. To install WordPress, first make sure you have a server that supports MySQL databases and PHP. If not, you either need to upgrade your web hosting account to a package that does, get a new web host, or use WordPress.com instead. This is sample, what a random stuff. Uh, but you can tell that it sounds like somebody's reading it, right? And that's not what you want. You want a personal, professional voice like somebody's right there. So here's the other extreme, completely unscripted, where I'm just kind of, I have a general idea of what I'm going to say, but I don't actually read anything. In order to install WordPress, you first have to make sure that your server supports the basic requirements. You have to have a MySQL database in PHP. If your server doesn't support that, you can try upgrading to another level that does support that. You can change web hosts to a different web host that supports it, or you can go with a freely hosted version, WordPress.com, and then you don't have to worry about web hosting at all. So when you, have, when you don't have a script at all, it, there's a strong tendency to just kind of go on and say more than you really need. Uh, you also tend to make more mistakes, so, but it does sound a little more natural. Uh, there's another option, and that's to kind of blend the two. So you have a written script that you, you glance at, but you don't necessarily have to follow word for word. And, in my experience, that's really the best solution. So I'll, I'll give you an example to blend it. To install WordPress, you have to first make sure that your server supports MySQL databases and PHP. If not, then you either need to upgrade your web hosting account to a higher package, one that does support these services, or get a new web host, or try a freely hosted version such as WordPress.com. Okay, so these are just... Uh, my attempts to, to display this or to demonstrate this. Um, different people work in different ways. If you're highly articulate, 
you may not ever want a script. You may just want a list of bullet points. If, if you're not articulate at all, you may want a script and just read it more. But as long as you, if, as you adopt something that works and try out these different methods, you can see the effect on, on sounding natural. Okay, the third tip is to avoid a sense of rambling. And I mentioned this in the previous one, that when you're doing a free narration, you have a tendency to just go on and on about whatever tangent comes into your mind at the time. And really, uh, the danger of rambling is that you lose your <coughs> audience's attention. After three minutes, usually people tune you out. And part of the reason is that if you're watching TV or Hollywood, a Hollywood movie, they've got, they've got all kinds of cinematic effects, all kinds of visual eye candy that keeps your attention. In a screencast, you're basically moving your mouse across the screen. And after a few minutes, the audience is just practically asleep. So you want to keep it short. And as you keep it short, you'll avoid this sense of rambling. So all right, I've got a, a rambling clip and then a concise clip. After you ensure that your server meets the basic requirements to install and host WordPress, you now need to log into your control panel and look for a WordPress installer script, such as Simple Scripts or Fantastico. It changes based on each type of web host. Some have automatic installers and others don't. You could search their knowledge base for instructions or contact their support. And this auto installer script is just gonna make life easier. If they don't have one, you can still install WordPress. You just have to do it manually. And in order to install WordPress manually, you'll need to download an FTP client such as FileZilla. You'll need to be able to unzip files using something like 7-zip or WinZip. And you'll need to be able to upload the files into the right folder so that you can run the installer script. All right, so the rambling one, hopefully you tuned out after a while. Like it just kind of goes on and it's, uh, it, have you ever watched a, a, a screencast that's not just like 30 seconds, but 10 or 15 minutes or seven or eight minutes? It's really hard to keep your attention. So if you ever go to lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A.com, they've got a lot of video tutorials. And, and most of their video tutorials are short. They're like two, three, four minutes, five minutes. Um, but there's lots of them. So this gives the user some control because he or she can then decide what kind of instruction he or she wants. Uh, whereas if you package it into a 10 or 15 minute clip, sure, you may cover the entire application, but you're, you're, you, the, the person who's watching it is gonna be asleep after a few minutes. So here's a, an attempt to be more concise and avoid the rambling. After you ensure that your server meets the basic requirements, then you need to look at your web host control panel for a WordPress installer script, such as Simple Scripts or Fantastico, or a custom installer that your web host has. This will just make it easier to install. Now, if you don't have these, you'll just have to install it manually. Okay. So if you have a script, you're more likely to be concise. And, and just as a general rule, try to keep it under three minutes and you'll avoid all kinds of rambling. All right, this next one is uh, a plosive. So, in order to demonstrate what a plosive is, just stick your hand in front of your face and say the word uh, pig or pie or anything starting with P and just feel the gust of wind. Just do it. Just, just say something that starts with a P. Please. Pug. You can feel that, that uh, anytime you say a P or some B sounds, you have this little burst of wind that comes out of your mouth. Well, when you're right next to a microphone and you're recording, that gust of wind sounds kind of like a tornado just hitting the, the microphone. And... Um, 
these plosives are, are easily controlled, well not easily controlled, but you can try to control them through a pop filter that you attach on the side of your microphone kind of like this. The pop filter is really just pantyhose <laughs> stretched over a, a circle. Uh, you can make them yourself, and I tried to do this once, but this little contraption here that hooks onto it is hard. Uh, and, and unless you're like skilled with wire and so forth, you might as well just buy one. Anyway, uh, so what this does is when, when you say a P word, basically it stops the gust of wind. It also tries to cut down on breathing noises and other kinds of lip smacking. And every time you, you know, every time you make any noise with your mouth, if you're close to a microphone, it's going to pick it up. So this, this pop filter is one way to try to cut that down. So here's an example of a recording without a pop filter. And, and listen for the plosives kind of exploding. When you record your voice, the P sounds, such as push, pull, or pig, make a plosive. Also, if you take a breath, or if you open and close your mouth, the microphone often records it. All right, now, I don't know if you could hear all that. Also, this microphone that I was using kind of has a built-in pop filter, so it's not the best example. But um, yeah, here's an example w with the pop filter. And by the way, once you start using these, I think uh, you just get sold on them. When you record your voice, the P sounds, such as push, pull, or pig, make a plosive. Also, if you take a breath, or if you open and close your mouth, The microphone often records it. So you should hear less, less plosives, less kind of mouth noises going on there. They actually sell these in metal. Uh, strangely, it works as well. So uh, the nylon stuff is quite delicate. You, you, it's easy to get a run in it. All right, now this is kind of the, the best tip of all and, and probably, probably the most difficult to implement. But if you listen to radio a lot, you can often hear when somebody is smiling. And for some reason, the smile adds an incredible amount of energy and just kind of uh, freshness to your voice. So as you're reading your copy or as you're speaking, if you can smile, um, it really does affect the whole tone of, of what you're recording. Um, and I, it sounds so simple, right, to smile, but it's actually quite difficult because A, you're thinking in your head about what you're saying, so you kind of just are distracted. And B, uh, it may not be something you're, you're used to doing. I don't naturally just smile all the time. So I have three clips. <laughs> it, strangely, when you start doing this, uh, if, if you do start to smile more, more often, you notice some other uh, effects as well. So I've got three clips. The first one, I'm just reading normal, not smiling. Okay, the second one, I'm actually kind of got an angry look on my face with my eyebrows scrunched down. And the third one, I'm trying to smile. So try to hear if you can Pick up on the, the, the subtleties between the, between the three. One advantage of a tech writer over a voiceover artist in creating software screencasts is that you don't have to follow a script. You can move freely in the application, explaining and articulating different points somewhat off the cuff. As a result, you'll sound more natural, and you can edit the script or outline on the spot if you need to, since you probably wrote it. With a third-party voiceover person, Pretty much the whole thing is set in stone before you even begin. Okay, so that, I mean, it's not too bad. It doesn't sound like it's a, you know, a, a bad recording or anything, but it's not got the smile underneath it. Here's a, here's a eyebrow scrunched down. 
One advantage of a tech writer over a voiceover artist in creating software screencasts is that you don't have to follow a script. You can move freely in the application, explaining and articulating different points somewhat off the cuff. As a result, you'll sound more natural. You can also edit the script or outline on the spot if you need to, since you probably wrote it. With a third-party voiceover person, pretty much the whole thing is set in stone before you begin. So I wasn't trying to sound angry in that, but if you have your eyebrows pointed downward, it's just what naturally follows. Your whole expression, your countenance, somehow carries through to your voice. Okay, so here's the smiling one. See if you can tell the difference. One advantage of a tech writer over a voiceover artist in creating software screencasts is that you don't have to follow a script. You can move freely in the application, explaining and articulating different points somewhat off the cuff. As a result, you'll sound more natural. You can also edit the script or outline right on the spot if you need to, since you probably wrote it. With a third-party voiceover person, pretty much the whole thing is set in stone before you even begin. All right, so now I'm not a voiceover professional, and so I imagine if you, if you were, you could have a better example of that. But just try to smile when, when you narrate and, and notice the difference. It's probably the best tip out of these 10. By the way, any questions on anything, just stop me. I'm not trying to get through a, a number of things. Okay, this next one I actually don't have any clips for. Uh, when I was recording these little sample clips, I was quite hungry and hadn't eaten anything. And I was trying to come up with a, an example of where you start to record and, and your throat clogs up with phlegm or mucus or, or, or some other kind of stuff. Um, this happens quite a lot, especially if you eat any kind of dairy products. So if you drink some milk or if you eat some yogurt or if you have uh, Alfredo pizza or something and then you start recording your, your, your voiceovers, as soon as you start recording, you're, you're going to be clearing your throat like every 30 seconds. And if you're in a studio recording, it can be a lot more difficult because you have, you have a whole sound engineering team that's got you up in front of a microphone. But if you're at your computer, right, you can hit pause, clear your throat, you know, and then resume. But still, you want to try to avoid dairy products on the day that you're recording. Some people have other tips. They say that uh, if you eat a green apple, it can, like, chop the mucus in half and get it out of your throat. Or if you eat chips, like greasy potato chips. Uh, the other big recommendation is to hydrate, to drink a ton of water, not just like right then, but a little bit before. And not just any kind of water, but kind of warmish water. Um, so all these things can help you avoid having this phlegm in your throat. Uh, if you have allergies or something, you're kind of at even more of a disadvantage because you have more stuff in your throat collecting. So um, this one, I picked these tips. There's lots of different voiceover techniques, but I picked the ones that were kind of most applicable and hard for me. All right, fixing, fun fixing fumbled sentences. I mentioned earlier that if you're freely narrating something, it's easy to make mistakes, right? And you want to be able to fix these. Have you ever listened to an audio recording where it, it sounds like a hodgepodge of sounds? You have, uh, so suddenly somebody's talking and then like there's a little clip where you can tell they spliced it in. It's a different like sound volume, different background noises, different day. And then they go on and it just sounds like amateur. So you're going to have to, I mean, if you have, if, you, if you're producing a corporate screencast, right, something for your work, you want it to sound really good and professional. Uh, if it's just some amateur thing that you're posting 
on the web, you don't really care. It's, a lot of these tips don't even apply. But fixing fumbled sentences is critical. And I'll give you, here's an example of a mistake, right? You're, re you're reading something, you're, you're recording something, and you make a mistake. To install WordPress manually, you need to unzip the compressed WordPress file that you downloaded, and then upload it through, F F upload it through FTP into your web host's root directory. This is usually the www folder or the http docs folder. Each web host seems to have a different method. Okay, so you can tell there's a mistake in, in that, right? So this is pretty common. Usually you would want to just stop and start over the entire sentence. You don't want to start over just the part you messed up on. For example, if you were, had a sentence that said, uh, we need more ice cream, and you, you messed up the word ice cream, well, the word more blends right into the word ice cream, and you can't really separate those two out. So if you make a mistake, start over from the beginning of the sentence, and then repeat it. However, that can be problematic if you're moving the cursor around with, uh, as you're trying to demonstrate something. So sometimes you can't just repeat that, right? You have to go back in later, uh, and I use Camtasia Studio, other people use Captivate, and you have to try to silence that part where you made a mistake and then re-record in a seamless way. And the, the best way to do that is to, immediately after you finish recording your, your screencast script, to go back and fix the parts where you messed up. Because your voice changes from day to day. It's gonna sound different depending upon your mood, what you ate, what time of day it is, the environment you're in, uh, whether your computer's making a whirring noise at the moment or not. So it's really hard to match that exactly if you wait a few, a few days afterwards. But if you do it right after you recorded, pretty much you, you've got the microphone distance the same, right? You've got it set up. Sometimes I, I have this right here. Sometimes I prop it up depending upon where I'm sitting, things like that. So you've got all these variables that are exactly the same. It's easy to match that. So I like to kind of rewind and listen to the sentence before, say it a couple of times so I have the exact tone in my, my head and the rhythm, and then repeat it. So here's an example where the, the fix is not seamless. It, and, okay. To install WordPress manually, you need to unzip the compressed WordPress file and then upload it via FTP into your web host's root directory. This is usually the www folder or the http docs folder. Each web host seems to have a different method. So you could tell there that the first part that I tried to fix was a lot higher volume than the second part. And so uh, again, that comes back to having the same distance between your mouth and the microphone. So here's a, a seamless fix, one that you can't really tell that it's spliced together. To install WordPress manually, unzip the compressed WordPress file that you downloaded and FTP it into your web host's root directory. This is usually the www folder or the http docs folder. Each web host seems to have a different method. Okay. So you could fix a lot of sentences, but uh, you know, if you start fixing tons of sentences, sentences, you might as well just start over the whole, the whole script. All right, inflection. This is another key point. And I mentioned earlier that one of, the, one of the characteristics that really defines the reading voice is lack of inflection. And if you start to watch TV and pay attention to this, actors, they really move up and down the scale. Their voices, they, they go up and they're down. They're, they're more dramatic. They're more emotional. A lot of times in regular conversation, 
uh, we, we don't inflect as much as we need to in order to kind of engage an audience. And different people have different inflection, um, inflections, right? I have a colleague who, he sounds like he's talking in a library. I mean, he's very w soft and you can barely hear him sometimes. So uh, anyway, the, the inflection is something that you may have to work on depending upon whether you naturally do it or not. So here's an example of a monotone speaking voice. To initiate the installer script, open your web browser and go to your URL followed by wp-admin slash includes.php. If you configured your database settings correctly in the wp-config file, you'll see the install screen appear. If not, it probably can't connect to the database. So because there's not a lot of inflection, it really sounds like I'm reading it. And that's not what we want if we want the personal, professional, conversational voice. So here's an example that has a little better inflection. Oops. Initiate the installer script. I Open your started web browser them. and go to your URL followed by wp-admin/includes.php. If you configured your database settings correctly in the wp-config file, you'll see the install screen appear. And if not, WordPress probably can't connect to the database. So there's really an art to this that I'm trying to master and, and still working on, right? Uh, the problem with inflection is that it's very easy to over-inflect when you, when you start focusing on it and you start trying to add inflection. It can sound corny as well. Um, so you want to maintain this believable amount of inflection and you want to have inflection, but if you do too much, it's going to sound even worse than if you hadn't inflected at all. So here's an example of like corniness because it's too much inflection. To initiate the installer script, open your web browser and go to your URL followed by wp-admin slash includes.php. If you configured your database settings correctly in the wp-config file, you'll see the install screen appear. And if not, it probably can't connect to the database. All right, so there, I've got too much inflection and it doesn't sound natural and it draws attention to itself. One, one tip that sometimes voiceover people will do is they'll pick a word and they'll twist it a little bit so that they, get, they give it a different uh, emphasis and inflection. And that can kind of break you out of the rhythm of a monotone delivery. Any questions on, on anything? Okay, we've got two more tips. One is to record with the right microphone. And I've delayed this kind of until the end because, you know, microphones, there's thousands of them, right? And, Different people have different budgets and different situations. And so to try to find the right voiceover microphone can be pretty difficult. So there's lots of different options. You could have a, a cheap headset from, from Best Buy. I brought one that's in my bag. But you know, just like a regular thing, you go in at 30 bucks and it doesn't sound so good. You could use a lapel mic. It's out of your way visually, but it doesn't sound as good because it's not really right close to your mouth and uh, they're usually lower quality. Although with the right amount of money, you can buy an amazing lapel mic. You can buy an amazing headset, right? But uh, as is the case, right, the cost usually affects the quality. You could, you could also just go into Radio Shack and, and buy a handheld mic. I have a couple of handheld mics that I have right here. And they don't sound that bad, actually. Um, you know, oops. I, I found that there's, there's not that much difference in the way the mics sound if you've got a handheld mic 
running through a mixer, um, converted into a digital signal to your computer. So this is like a Radio Shack mic for 30 bucks or 30 or 40 bucks, and this is a Shure mic SM58 for like 100 bucks. Uh, it's not really the right mic for voiceovers. It's apparently the right mic for bar singing or something, um, but but it doesn't sound that different. And then. This is an Electro Voice mic, which is supposedly the same mic that Rush Limbaugh or Fraser Crane or somebody uses. And it's more of a broadcasting mic. But it doesn't sound that much different either. So I have little, um, I have clips. You can really tell the difference between the cheap stuff and the handheld mics. Um, and I'm trying to think on the time. Okay, Th these are all short, so you can listen to the difference. After you install WordPress through the installer script, You'll probably want to create a username and a password that's a little more memorable to you. You can set up a new user by going to the user section in the administrative area of WordPress. Okay, so that's this this headset right here, right? Your your thirty dollar Best Buy headset. And the cheap lapel mic sounds about the same. It's actually the same mic. I WordPress through the installer script. You'll probably want to create a username and a password that's a little more memorable to you. You can set up a new user by going to the user <coughs> section in Okay. So uh, the, the cheap versions, they don't sound that bad, but you can tell there's actually some kind of weird beeping noise with that one. Uh, here's the Radio Shack handheld one that's like 30 bucks. After you install WordPress through the installer script, you'll probably want to create a username and password that's a little more memorable to you. You can set up a new user by going to the user section in the administrative area of WordPress. Okay, so, and, and because I'm projecting them, you may not be able to notice all the subtleties in it, but by and large, it's gonna sound very similar to some of these others. So this is the, this is the Shure microphone, which is $100, and it's, it's supposed to you know, be a classic. After you install WordPress through the installer script, you'll probably want to create a username and a password that's more memorable to you. You can set up a new user by going to the user section in the administrative area of WordPress. Okay. After you install WordPress. Sorry. Uh, now this other one. Okay, I'm wearing it right here. It's the Zoom H4, and it's 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 a condenser mic. And actually, I didn't explain this, so maybe I should explain it now. When you're looking at mics, there's at least two broad categories: a condenser microphone and a um, dynamic microphone. They have different. They, they operate differently, which is not worth going into. Well, basically, the condenser microphones, they're a lot more sensitive. They're more, they're more geared towards studios, and they pick up more, more noise. So I actually don't like them because a lot of times if you're recording in a conference room, there's going to be ambient noise, people out in the outside making phone calls, or people in the, next, in the next room over, and you don't want to pick up all of that. Even more important, you don't want to pick up all the noises from your mouth. So the condenser mic isn't really my favorite. But the Zoom one is so versatile that I, I really like it because you can do about 10 different things with it. But here's what it sounds like. After you install WordPress through the installer script, you'll probably want to create a username and password that's a little more memorable to you. You can set up a new user by going to the user section in the administrative area of WordPress. Okay, so it's not that big a difference between the three uh, so far. And, and the final one is the Electro Voice, and it's like a $400 microphone. And it doesn't sound that much different either. Um, I'll play it real quick. It's actually the mic I've been recording most of these with. After you install WordPress through the installer script, 
you'll probably want to create a username and password that's more memorable to you. You can set up a new user by going to the user section in the administrative area of WordPress. So you can judge whether you think you know, that's worth an extra $300 or however much you want to spend on a microphone. There's a great mic store downtown in Salt Lake called Performance Audio. They have, they have probably, it's probably the best vocal uh, mic shop in town. And they'll let you try out different microphones. They've got a back room, you can go in, play around with them, you know, find the one you want, and then go buy it off eBay for cheaper, or whatever you, whatever you wanna do. Um, so, but it, it's, a great, it's a great example. Um, a couple other things about the mics too. There's, there's um, I mean, you think, oh, just dynamic versus condenser. Well, there's lots of other options too, right? You can choose whether it's a cardioid or whether it's omnidirectional. So a cardioid is just gonna capture the sound like right in front of the microphone in a heart shape. And, and it will, will capture the least amount of sound directly behind it. Whereas omnidirectional is trying to capture everything around it. So if you're recording the voiceover, you, just, you want a cardioid microphone so it just focuses on your voice. You can also choose between a USB or an XLR microphone, right? And uh, these are XLR microphones. It's got like a big fat cord that you can't really plug into your computer. <clears throat> you have to plug it into something like a mixer, which is not very expensive, and then convert that signal from an analog signal to a digital signal before it goes into your laptop. And in the previous presentation, uh, Clint showed an Alesis mixer that does all of that. I just actually route that into the Zoom, which then converts it into a digital signal. But keep in mind that that's, that's like one of the more, that's one of the complexities of doing the XLRs. You have to factor in this analog to digital conversion. And, and M-Audio makes lots of boxes and so forth that do that. But that's an extra 150 bucks usually. Um, and finally, the stand that you use. So I just have a cheap little Radio Shack stand because I ran out of money having spent all my money on the microphone. But really, if you want to, if you want a cool setup, you need one of these scissor arm stands, right? Kind of like a desk lamp that attaches to the side that swings out over and then you put the microphone into a suspension mount, a shock mount, which has that kind of like spider-like configuration. And the reason, you, at first I thought, I don't want to waste my money, this is fine. Well, when you're recording a screencast, if you're typing a name in a field to demonstrate something, you're clicking a mouse, that sound travels from the desk right up into the microphone. And, and it's incredibly frustrating <laughs> because every, every time you hit pause and resume on your keyboard, it's going to capture that. So if you can you know, afford the extra scissor stand and uh, get it off the table in a suspension mount, you know, if you want to pay the extra $170 to get that set up, it's probably a, a good idea. Any questions on microphones? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to actually mention that. People have, have reported good things about the Snowball microphone, the USB mic. The guys at Performance Audio told me that that was probably their best mic and that all their other stuff wasn't worth anything. So uh, you, you get different opinions from different people, but that mic is, is well known. I think Yeti has a new one that's come out that people like. And I've tried USB mics, but they don't, in my opinion, they don't have that richness and depth of sound that you get with the XLR microphone. But uh, you know, microphones evolve, you have different situations. Sometimes the USB is incredibly convenient. You just need to pop into a conference room and pop back out. You don't want to set up a mixer and then run it through a, a converter and things like that. So, all right. So this is, my, this is uh, one, of my, 
well, sort of friends, uh, Chris McQueen at TechSmith. And he, <clears throat> he's, talking, he's got a great little video on how to breathe properly and do other, he has other voiceover tips. But the one I want to focus on is breathing. And I actually have all these written up on my blog, by the way. If you go to idratherbewriting.com, you can just see them all. Uh, this is the one I postponed until the end because it's the most difficult for me. It seems like it should be easy, right? You just breathe. But in fact, it's really difficult. And so Chris is going to explain why. And um, I have to fast forward this into the two-minute clip or two-minute mark here. So let me fast forward a little bit because it's seven minutes otherwise. It's a great video. Hi, though. my name is Chris McQueen. I'm an instructional designer at TechSmith. And today I'm going to a USB headset. Now the key word in all of that, a digital signal, which removes a lot of the noise. And uh, now let's go into some technique. Whatever Coming up, you eat tends almost. to affect your voice. That's especially true if there's a lot of milk prostration. Make sure you got a lot of water. Okay, it's, it's coming up. It's amazing what you can do if you just have a quick sip of water in between takes while you're recording some audio. Just kind of clean everything out and make your voice feel nice and crisp and clear. Alrighty, tip number two I call breathe. It is so easy to forget to breathe when you've turned on the microphone. Suddenly, you're talking faster, and you're rushed, and you got all this excitement, and it sounds... It makes it sound like you're out of breath, or you're suddenly running a marathon instead of just talking. So, my second suggestion is breathe. In through your nose, out through your mouth. Don't do it too much, it'll get you lightheaded. And that's going to give your voice a much nicer, more approachable sound. The other thing that I do uh, for breathing is I stand up when I record. Now, sometimes you don't have that luxury, um, but if you can, when recording, try and stand up because it opens up your diaphragm, gives you a lot much more, a lot more room for your lungs to fill up with air, and you're going to sound a lot better. Okay, so it was pretty clever how he did that. Um, but it's true. As soon as you start recording, sometimes you're you're in this kind of hyper activated mood where you're where you're talking faster. You're taking less breaths. You're you're in an unnatural state of, of speech, right? You're recording something, and you you got pressure on you because you don't want to mess up, and it's easy to not breathe right. It's easy to just start making these short little breaths in the upper part of your chest. Well, apparently you're supposed to breathe through your diaphragm, which is kind of the lower part, um, not the upper part. And when you do that, you the voice. I mean, this is common throughout probably any vocal kind of person, or vocal professional. So you get more power and more breath because you're, you, have more, uh, you have more control. <clears throat> so th the first thing about breathing is to breathe through your diaphragm, the lower part, uh, rather than the upper part. Some other voiceover actors say that, that uh, in order to relax, you can do things like yoga, you know, take these deep cleansing breaths. You, know, you can hit pause and just, if you find yourself getting ahead of yourself, hit pause and then take a few breaths and, and try to relax. But also... Uh, it's a mental game, right? In your mind, if you, this is according to James Alberger in his Art of Voiceover Acting, he says, if you perceive yourself as somebody who is intelligent, confident, articulate, you know, uh, you have a high sense of self-worth, you're going to be naturally more articulate. You're not going to have this nervousness and the short breaths, but, but if you're mentally, uh, if you mentally believe in yourself, I guess, if you have a, a good opinion of yourself, you're, you're going to be more relaxed and confident 
and you're not going to have these short little breaths. All right, so those are the 10 tips. Um, I, you know, I, I'm a fan of recording screencasts and doing this all with the same person. In some companies, they really want to do a professional job, so they, they have a third party be the voiceover, and this guy narrates everything, right? And then they have um, somebody else from audiovisual coordinate and, and sync up the, the, record, the audio recording with the screencast. And they have a whole other group of people who are writing the script. And then they try to like coordinate all that and produce a professional-looking screencast, a video tutorial. It does not work very well. Uh, it doesn't work very well because A, the voiceover person usually doesn't know the application. So he, he or she is just reading something and it's hard to, to maintain a, belie a believability about what they're saying. Uh, there's so many little pauses and nuances that come across when somebody who actually knows what they're talking about is the one who's narrating. The other reason that that traditional setup doesn't work is because you really need somebody who's in control of the script to be able to make edits and fixes and to re-record things as needed. Uh, you could have a project manager suddenly come in and say, oh, we're going to change something about the script. Uh, we're not going to emphasize that part or we change that part in the application. Well, if you have this other traditional setup, you have to route everything back through the voiceover artist who's got to go into studio and re-record that and, and it takes forever. So it's really nice if you're if you produce documentation for your company or you're just trying to write screen or create screencasts for your marketing department or something, if you just take control from the start to the end, uh, it, you have a much easier time. All right, so I have talked a lot. And uh, do you have any questions about, about um, doing voiceovers or recording or anything? All right. Uh, I didn't talk about software at all. so you, you know, that's for you to explore. But uh, Camtasia Studio is a great product that, that actually makes it really easy. Uh, Captivate also works, and there's some free solutions as well. My blog is idratherbewriting.com. I have podcasts there as well as uh, just good blogs, blog posts. But it's all focused on technical communication. So if that's what interests you, check it out. And feel free to email me any questions or, or other kind of issues. Thanks.